0: Hi, welcome to Christ Covenant Sermon Talkback. This podcast is a ministry of Christ Covenant Church in Atlanta, where our pastors and members dig deeper into the sermon and its text together. Our goal is to consider new questions and observations while looking at the passage so that we might more practically apply God's Word to our life. If you have a question for our pastors, please feel free to engage our text-to-pastor line at Or, if you'd like to find more resources from our church like this one, please visit ChristCovenant.com forward slash resources. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy our sermon talkback.
1: Welcome everyone to the Talk Back. If I'm an unfamiliar voice, my name is Kevin Terrell, I'm the storyteller here at Christ's Covenant, and I have the absolute privilege to be a sitting across from our friends of the West family, Kevin and the Ozomi West. Hey, thanks guys for hanging out. Thanks for having yeah, us. Yeah, having it, is, us. it has been a jam-packed weekend for you and the rest of our mission partner. It's coming off the heels of Reach the World, um, and we're, just, we're very thankful for you guys and how much you've poured in uh, to our church uh, these past several days. Um, it's it's really been a blessing and an honor to, I don't know, you get to know more of your work, um, for it to, you know, when we we talk about, and Jason mentioned this on the sermon, you know, it's our work too. You know, from that to move from a nice idea to a reality, like mm-hmm. things like this, we can help make that possible. Um,
2: so we're really thankful for Well, that. we're thankful to be here, and you guys poured into us. Uh, so we, you know... We're just we're just blessed to to be here and to feel your guys' love and uh everywhere we go, all the people we're talking to, I mean we're just feeling, man, God is really at work mm-hmm. in this church and it's an honor, it's a privilege to to be able to, to come over here and see you guys. Thank you for bringing us over here mm-hmm. from Japan. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And, and with that, just for people who may not be familiar, can, real briefly, can you just walk us through, you're serving in Kobe, Japan, you're mm-hmm. part of Mustard Seed, can you give us like the, the elevator pitch of that?
2: Yeah, um, so just about 20 years in Japan, I was born in Japan, um, and we're, mm-hmm. we're planting Mustard Seed Christian Church Kobe. We started basically the same time that as Christ's covenant started, um, and our network, Mustard Seed Network, wants to plant twelve churches by two thousand and twenty-five in the largest cities of Japan. And uh, number seven is launching next uh, in about two weeks. Heck yeah! So yeah. that's so exciting. <clears throat>
1: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want <clears throat> to I want to start from the beginning a, l- a little bit um, for y- for you guys. Like we, we talk about wanting to be a going, you know, ascending church, but also a going church. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know I think that's a an intimidating thing to be presented with as as a congregate sitting and like, "Oh, we're going mm-hmm. to it's like okay well, what what does that what does that mean for me personally right so could you I would love for both of you to walk through what it looked like a, a, as you've discerned, okay, mm-hmm. well, am I supposed to go and where is that and mm-hmm. how you know obviously Japan's home for you, Mm -hmm. but, like, Mm -hmm. not home for you. Mm -hmm. So, like, uh, Kevin, could you you start us off just talking through sensing and how one can discern
2: if, like, oh, if I'm called to go or not? Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, there's the objective part of that and the subjective part of that. I think the objective part is, is very clear. It's the Great Commission. You know, there are still nations in the world that, that don't know him, but I always like to emphasize it's not that they just don't know him, it's that they don't have a chance to know him. They don't have a, anyone to preach to them. So we have every objective biblical reason in the world to go to some place like Japan, 0.2% Christian, uh, evangelical Christian, um, or maybe I should say Protestant Christian. Um, so that that part is like, you know, you don't wanna do something in your life that's not biblical, but to go to one of these unreached countries i mean that's that's very biblical Mm -hmm. so you're on kind of solid ground objectively but subjectively um i mean god doesn't force us to do these things there's a lot of joy a lot of yeah there's hard things but there's hard things anywhere in life right there's just a lot of joy in what we're doing um and god really did that for me on a short-term mission trip where I was able to, as I went. Actually, I was with the IMB, the Baptists, and um, I was just a, a summer mission trip. When I went to Japan for the first time, uh, I could just—you could feel, you can kind of sense the the emptiness, or a lot of people say darkness, mm-hmm. um, just because people don't really have any sense of of hope or real meaning or eternal value or being valued as a just because um, you know you're you're created by God, you have you have value because of that. That kind of thinking is nowhere in Japan. You can kind of feel it. And then I just realized all the statistics, the suicide, the self-isolation. Uh, there's a, a basically a, um, it's called a hikikomori in Japan, where there's just so many, especially young men, who just totally isolate themselves uh, from society. Um, and, and anyways, all these statistics just really confirm Man, a a place that's not heard the gospel is just lost in darkness. And why, why is it? Well, unless there's someone preaching, unless there's someone to preach to them, how can they ever hear and how can they ever believe? So that became so super real when I actually went and kind of felt it and saw it. And of course, I think the Holy Spirit was behind all of that and just showing like this is where this is where I need, I, this is where you you could come. It was more like an invitation, like why don't you come here and give your life to this? And it was just such a, it was, there's a lot of joy in that kind of calling as well. You know, mm-hmm. that's my story, but actually Nozomi's really has a, an awesome story. Cause even though she's from Japan, she was called like me from the U.S to go back to Japan as a missionary, you wanna? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because you went to college in Nebraska, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walk Walk us through, how'd you end up there, and then how'd you end up mm-hmm. back in Japan? Okay,
3: yeah. so I was born and raised in Japan, absolutely non-Christian background, and but when I was 18, I came to the U.S. Uh, to attend college. Um, that's when I was uh, invited to church for the very first time. Uh, saw the Bible and heard the gospel for the first time and but before for a long time i thought it was not for me it was for just for you know it's in christianity is american religion i thought and it wasn't for me but i just the people just kept sharing the gospel with me and and showing me the showing me the bible and and people started asking me questions and what do you really believe and i realized that i never thought about it so so I said, like, maybe I should read the Bible. So I started start reading the Bible and and started praying to God. God, if you're real, if you're really there, um, please show yourself to me in a way that I can understand. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know God was going to just appear in front of my eyes or God was spoke to me and that I would hear his voice, um, physically he, hear his voice. And I didn't know what that meant. But one Sunday morning, I went to church. We were singing a song called Arms of Love. It's a kind of old Christian song. But the lyrics goes, I sing a simple song of love to my Jesus, to my Savior. And when when I said my Jesus, my Savior, and I just broke down with tears and he is. Jesus is my Savior, my Lord. And I, I gave my life to Christ um, that day. And just since then, my life has changed. And so after finishing college, uh, the local church that I was part of at that time uh, sent a mission team to Japan. I said, I, I raised my hand. I would go. I want to go. And so I went with the team to um, to Japan. And and I realized, I, I was looking at all these Japanese people and thinking like they had never had a chance to hear the gospel because there's nobody, you know. And like Kevin was saying, it's just um, point two percent, um, it's a Christian, you know, point and ho- with whole population. So, so I, I was one of these people, and and God, just I just felt that sense of urgency to come back to bring the gospel to my own people and and god was just really speaking to me mm-hmm. since that time so i prayed and it, and he got opened the door for me to to come back to to japan and now we're sharing the gospel with people and it's just it's been such a joy and it's hard and people have no idea mm-hmm. but it's, but you know god's been using us and using so many Christians and yeah. spread the gospel
1: yeah mm-hmm. you're saying you know it's hard and and, and people don't understand mm-hmm. is there anything maybe just shortly you can share to help us mm-hmm. get a better idea of what bridge that gap of ignorance mm-hmm.
3: yeah so a lot of people like people even say like what is Bible and what is who is Christ? So they, the people even haven't heard of the name of Christ or mm-hmm. even, you know, the word Bible. So, so we just, you know, we always start with like, you know, how, how are we existing, right? And there's a creator who created mm-hmm. um, us and the whole universe. And that's just something that like, people have never thought of. And people thought, you know, we've been evolved, from um, animals <laughs> and so yeah, its just but yeah, I would it,
2: say even even before you get mm-hmm. to those conversations and I shared before um, a few days ago but there's not really a, a word for God, for example, mm-hmm. in the Japanese language. It's more like the word for spirit, lowercase s. Um, but but even before you get to those topics about who is God, what is what is this idea of a creator? Mm -hmm. Um, Japanese people in their normal everyday lives almost never have those kinds of conversations, Mm -hmm. thinking about or exploring concepts of existence. So in in fact, it's not only that they don't have those, there's almost a sense, it seems to me, Mm -hmm. that those kinds of conversations are almost dangerous for us because we can't really know and because it will take us away from what's actually important in life, Mm -hmm. which is, the status quo meeting expectations of society mm-hmm. you know like f- being fulfilling my duty being approved by society that's what life is all about you know you start talking about where did i come from what's mm-hmm. the meaning of life what happens after death mm-hmm. those are kind of scary things to talk about mm-hmm. and people don't talk about them so i i found that you almost have mm-hmm. to f- figure out how to get someone to the place where they're ready to even talk mm-hmm. about those big questions in general and then it's not going to be about apologetics it's you're you're talking with these people about something they've never thought about before you know Mm -hmm. so but because of that it's very relational and kind Mm of it's okay to take it slow and show people like we care about you and we think about these things but we're not crazy we're actually we're actually kind of normal you know that's Mm -hmm. one of the that's one of the challenges that we have is to 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 get them to see that first so that dialogue can begin.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as you guys are talking, I, I can see that, like, even in the struggles, it's not like it weighs on you in a sense of, like, you know, you're troubled and you mourning for mourning, you know, for, you know, your heart is breaking for things that breaks God's heart, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not like this burden that's pulling you down. Like, they even just, you, you, your presence here and, You know, right now it doesn't. I don't. I don't read it as that. And I think it's easy for someone. It's like, oh man, the Great Commission. I mean, that's a that's a call to leave my home. And you know, and 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 that's something that, like, even the past several months, I've personally walked through. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just been like, oh man, what 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 could that look like? And and it seeing the Great Commission and seeing this call, Mm -hmm. this mission we have, as a as a burden. I, I don't. I don't think it'd be too far off for someone to. Easily come to that conclusion, um, and then Jason was talking on the sermon uh, yeah. yesterday about mm-hmm. how you know well, if you believe these things about Jesus and believe this mission, then that's good news because then you have a mission and like yes, having a purpose and a an aim. But like yeah. it could I could also see how someone could sit be sitting in the congregation and mm-hmm. thinking, oh, that's a giant weight that's going to crush me. Right, and I know you had you had some thoughts on that, and, yeah. and I would just for you know from both of you too, like you're you're in a tough spot, like mm-hmm. it, like. Mm-hmm. That's a small percentage. They're like this is not like a, a white walk walk in the park, but you might have nice parks and go on nice walks. Like the work you're doing is difficult. Yeah. So could you I don't know, help us understand how it, the Great Commission is not a giant burden that God's just dropping on us or waiting yeah. to drop
2: once we figure it out. Yeah, I love that in the, the sermon how Jason said, Okay, so Jesus prayed for Father, forgive them, for they know they know not what they're doing. And once you believe that he's actually He's he's interceding for us. He died for us. His death is for us. The good news is now you have a mission, just like you said. And you and now you have this mission. Um, and but that is not a burden. Rather, that really is, as Jason said, good news. Because the good news is that now we get to walk with Jesus in this mission. We we get to do what he did. And uh, Philippians 3:10 just kept coming to mind for me um, when when we um, when I heard the sermon um, that I may know Him. That's Paul's mm-hmm. big goal in life that I may know Jesus. And then he says um, at the end of that verse he talks about knowing Him in His sufferings mm-hmm. and 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 th- in His death. So that um, somehow as we begin to Walk with him on this mission. Yes, there there is suffering. Yes, there are difficulties, but we actually get to know him more through those things. So, just a, a quick example, you know, Jesus, he preached. He's preaching very broadly, and he stops and he thanks God. at, at one point, thank you, God, that um, that it's not the wise of this age. It's not the the wise that understand, but but that even children can understand. So it's so the understanding. <clears throat> the understanding of what he's preaching is all um in god's hands you're tr- you're entrusting it to the father and that's that's kind of suffering right because mm-hmm. you're preaching you this is truth i mean and if they if they don't receive this they're they're condemned they're they're on their way to hell but yet at the same time you can rejoice in the fact that the father is in control of all of that mm-hmm. so it looks like suffering when people are rejecting our message it might Right in Jeremiah, he was the weeping prophet because people were rejecting his message. It looks like suffering, but Jesus actually praised God when people rejected his message. Sometimes, because it's again, it's all in the Father's hands. So when we go on mission and things are hard and people don't and people aren't aren't uh, mm-hmm. receiving us or our message, that's suffering. But it's it's exactly what what Jesus was doing in his ministry. And it actually is just, um, if you can just give it to, to God's sovereignty and put it in His hands, and you know you've served, you know you've done what you're called to do, then you can just rest in that and let, let Him take care of the rest. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I appreciate that. Like, it, there, there is so much rest offered. you know. Mm-hmm. Come to mm-hmm. me all you who are weary, heavy laden. And, yeah. and, and like throughout, that's not just a one-off thing, mm-hmm. Jesus right, said, that's right. like the heart Right, you know, the character yeah. of Jesus. Yeah. And, and I and I appreciate you connecting that to, like, that rejection, because I think, like, maybe someone who does start with rejection, mm. which is a reasonable thing, like, oh, how can I go into here, no, over and over? It's like, yeah. you know, it, 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 it yeah, I, I appreciate that it. It's not just like, well, Jesus. It's like, yes, mm. well, and here's how. Um, and, and, and in that, like, I mean, so we, we talked about, a, within our missions, mm. you know, we have personal evangelism, bless the city, Reach the world, right? And I mean, this it seems to start exactly there—personal evangelism. Yeah. Could you could you walk us through what that looks like in Japan? I, mean, I imagine like you guys are doing it, people in your congregation are engaged in that, um, and, and maybe a little, you know, maybe a little
2: comparison, compare contrast mm-hmm. kind of, of like, yeah, what 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 would work in Japan and maybe wouldn't work here, and vice mm-hmm. versa. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> what comes to mind right away? You're thinking the same thing I am, bro. <laughs> so, personal evangelism for sure, but in Japan i think it's more powerful to think of it as my personal evangelism as part of my church as part of a group because it's a group culture in Japan and so if i'm going off by myself sharing the gospel by myself it really means almost nothing kind of to people mm-hmm. because they need to see what what is the group that embodies this message what like it, until they can understand what this message does, kind of socially and and how it affects relationships, it's really it seems really hard for them to see it as something that's real. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, um, they come and they come to the church. They come to our church gathering, church worship service, and they see people from different backgrounds of life, different walks of life, different uh, like social levels, if you will and who are relating to each other and kind to each other and speaking to each other. And then they might even hear of a story of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And like that is starting to put some 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 meat on the, the gospel message in a way that's very, very real to people in a group society. So uh, then after that, the one-on-one conversation seemed to be a lot more, the personal evangelism mm-hmm. seems to be a lot more significant. So. In our cult, in our context, most roads lead back to the worship service. So we say evangelistic worship. It's not seeker friendly. We don't we don't want to change the message in any way or make it or water it down. But um, but we do always always want to keep in mind that there are people there on Sundays who who again they don't even know the word God. They're they're at church for the first time. They've never been to a church. They've never seen a Bible. Keep them in mind. Love them every single Sunday, um, and and that combined with your daily personal evangelism in the mark in the marketplace or what have you um, is I think the more comprehensive evangelism strategy that we have. Yeah. Add to that. No. Yeah. That's yeah, right. I mean, that, that that seems like it's more of
1: a matter of, like, order of operations. Whereas mm-hmm. here, I have, you know, I have a buddy, you know, who I want to you know, get in the in the door. Yeah. But it's like, that's maybe 10 steps down the road. There's a lot of conversations, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know uh, uh, in front of a campfire where sharing a cigar before I can get yeah. to that point where yeah. he's like, all right, I'll just come to a serpent and see what this is all about. It sounds, right, you know, right, it just seems right. like the operations reverse. You got to get in the door and then you can go and have those conversations. Yes, so.
2: I mean, that can happen too, but... You have to start with the buddy. So, you, in other words, you're starting with you already have a relationship with this, this said pers- buddy, right? Then you have, then you can invite him to the worship service. I guess we're starting like we go into a city where we don't know anyone in the city, mm. Mm. so we have to figure out how to, how to, you know, do this without having contacts beforehand. But then, of once we we reach, we begin to reach people, then there can be kind of an exponential growth because. People are, already have connections, already have relationships, and then it's a, it's very similar at mm-hmm. that point, you know. Gotcha. But more, they see the life change of of their friend who becomes mm-hmm. a Christian. Go, what is this? What what's different about it? What's what's different about you? And then, if that person can have a little courage to share, to plant a gospel seed, mm-hmm. and then bring them to church, well, then I think it's really similar. Mm-hmm. One one more thing about Japan, the um. I can't show, I can't give you the the source for this statistic, so take it with a grain of salt, but uh, apparently Japanese have the the smallest number of intimate relationships throughout their lifetime, like in the world. So the number that I heard was 13. You'll have 13 close friendships in your life, average, in Japan. So um, that's another big challenge is there's, even the people that we already know, how many... Deep friendships do they really ever have that they can start speaking into? That that's another you know uh, challenge in Japan. So that that way we have to um, really continue to use this idea of group evangelism, evangelism in the church, because there's just such a limited number of kind of networks of relationships. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean that that strikes me as very different. And then the, the other things we've talked about over this weekend is. Um, just how well, like community, yeah, to play off what you're saying, like community based or a group, <laughs> right? The, the, it isn't, we have a very individual society in yeah, the US, yeah, yeah. This is very much not the case there. Um, and, and I just think that's so interesting of having to see groups of people and yeah, group think, but something along those lines, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how does that play into? blessing the city. And I know that you, we, we
2: were talking before that like you guys use the same term as we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, blessing the city, we use that term. Uh, and one thing just in a really, that, that can be so many different things, can it? So one thing is just simply being, uh, being friends, being a, a, a community where we welcome you, we warmly welcome people. We both had this experience where we used to run a, a Christian outreach coffee shop, an uh, outreach coffee shop, and this this young man came in and he just had this dark kind of countenance, mm-hmm. and about two weeks later he he committed mm-hmm. suicide, and we knew his his brother, and so we went to the funeral, and another few months went went by, and we had another young man come into the coffee shop, had the mm-hmm. same kind of look, and I immediately started. Reaching out to him, trying to be friendly to him, you know, mm-hmm. and then we went home. me and I went home, mm-hmm. and she said, "Did you see that guy today? He had the same kind of face mm-hmm. as the as Taro, I think was his name, who mm-hmm. had committed suicide." Mm-hmm. I was like, "That's right. Mm-hmm. We've got to pray for him. We've got to reach out to him." And it, and we're immediately not even just thinking, um, uh, "We got to go preach the gospel to him." We're we're more thinking, "We got to help this guy." like save his life by by showing him love and warmth. And over the next few weeks and months, he started becoming a regular at our coffee shop. Literally his face changed. Mm-hmm. Now that kind of, that was our first clear example of that. That kind of thing happens in our churches where you come in and people welcome you, people love you. And so even though, of course, we're there mostly to, we wanna preach the gospel to them. But at the same time, we're, I think we're blessing the city by providing a, a place where you can come and be accepted where that's really really hard um, without maybe alcohol and these wild festivals that mm-hmm. they do and things like that it's hard to to just really be yourself and share your weaknesses and feel loved and accepted so that's the most basic way i think mm-hmm. we can bless the city just by doing what we're what we're doing uh, but of course there's and we're always looking for and praying for opportunities in Japan That's one way you can pray for our church is how can we bless the city when we're in a city that is so affluent and doesn't doesn't seem to have a lot of needs that can easy, easily be met with like care and help and social you know help and things like that but um, and also people are hiding their needs anyways in this culture so how can our church bless the city? 've we've, we've had different things that we've we've been trying to do but that's one thing we want to be able to express in different ways mm.
1: yeah that's awesome oh yeah we will absolutely consider that in prayer um to I we've we, talked about i don't know all this leads up to reaching the world right and and you know, at least our our sermon series took us there and then working through this, you know, the weight of the mission. Could you, I don't know, like, I think it's, I grew up with the mindset that, like, missionaries are, like, extra special, extra spiritual. There's the the other Christians or whatever, right? And that, like, there's a select few, very small minority of people who, you know, maybe they'll end up as a missionary one day, that sort of thing, but, you know, that's not me. Could you you help connect us? Because I think... I don't know. I'll just say I ha- have a family member growing up and I remember that their missiology was why are we sending people money over there? Like we got problems in our backyard. So, yeah. Yes. Yes, we, we do. Absolutely. That's, right. That's a little, slightly insufficient of a missiology. So, Could you I don't know, just a bit of an as a bit of an encouragement help us understand how missions is integral mm. to the Christian life and the call mm. of a Christian. Mm. Mm. You, got you know, there.
3: my mine is very very simple. Um, so when I came to the U.S. and there are people who share the gospel with me, and Romans ten, you know, if you if you don't hear the gospel, how can you uh, how can how can We're you call me. upon the name of the Lord? Mm-hmm. And so that's just exactly, you know, I I heard it, but because God brought someone in my to my life. And share the gospel with me. So it was very, so even like before I, I read Matthew 28, um, going, go to the nations. And I, it just, this was just kind of like a, when I became Christian was almost like a part of my DNA. Mm-hmm. and. I need to, I, now I receive the gospel. I need to bring it to the nations, to people. So it was a very simple. And then I read Matthew 28. Yes, of course. Yes. Right. And then, then, and God showed me this, this is your country. This is your people. And when I went to Japan, and so, and I was like, yes, yes, I need to bring the gospel to my own people, to the nations. So, and I was just really, simple thing for you know as a christian so it wasn't like i never felt like special like oh i can do this you know (laughs) i i've got you know i didn't even have like any christian seminary education or anything and i i was i was still new christian when i decided to go back to japan and i told all my pastors and and i think god wants me to bring the gospel to my own people what what can i do and so and then the, this local church helped me okay so maybe you can stay one year and then get some kind of training and and okay I'll do whatever and but I just I know that God is calling me to go back to my own people with the gospel
1: hmm. yeah I mean I, what, mm-hmm. what I'm hearing in that is like love love mm-hmm. for your people mm-hmm. a love for Jesus and a love for his word mm-hmm. and obedience and yeah, I mean mm-hmm. just connecting two very simple things love. Mm-hmm. And then obedience does follow up. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you know, if, you're, if you love your, you know, if you're a child and love your parent, mm-hmm. you know, you, you do what they ask. And mm-hmm. and it's a pretty clear ask,
2: too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I want to put in a, a little word for church planting as well. Like, because there's all kinds of missions that you can contribute to, and I think they're all, all needed. One of the things that's... Um, Really, I think, important to to understand when we focus on church planting is that church planting is almost a comprehensive way to to do missions, to reach the nations. Because if you focus on um, a mercy ministry in a a foreign country, you go and you help people and then you come back, right? And so you've helped them to some extent while you're there, and and it's really important to do that, and it blesses us and it blesses them. But if you actually go and do the much slower work of supporting church planting or starting a church, then that little that little seed that's called a church starts to grow. Then over the years, over the decades, now that church has the same heart, the same desire to start not only reaching the, the loss and reaching the gospel and building a community, but also to show compassion in their city or in their town. And also, not only that, but then to then send other people out to start new churches and even to send people out to reach the nations. So in other words, you know, you it's kind of like you uh, give a man a fish, feed him for a day, teach a man a fish, feed him for a lifetime. So planting churches is kind of like that where it's, it's comprehensive mission work because that church, once the Holy Spirit comes and and Jesus builds his church in that new location, that church takes the the baton from there from there and really does all the things that we really know need to be done as Christians and um you know in, in as what Jesus calls us to do yeah I mean and yeah. that's
1: and that's such our God to do to use such unlikely means yeah, right yeah. you know the life of Christ is in a lot of ways unlikely mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> to, to save sinners, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, a just God saving sinners. I feel, it feel mm-hmm. as unlikely. And for the, the Lord to use the bruised, uh, but beautiful bride of Christ, the mm-hmm. church. It's like, that's the mechanism we are given it is the church is to what is the Lord's using to save lost people. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And, and, and we're, we're so thankful to, in the ways we are, be a part of that work that you guys are doing. Um, to, to, to engage in that way. It, it is truly a, a privilege um, for us here. And, and we're so thankful for the time, this conversation and this the, the, the how much you've poured in um, to our church. And, and we hope that this weekend's been a blessing for you guys as well. And we're very excited for an upcoming uh, trip, college students. Yeah. Awesome. Gonna be seeing you guys. We'll be we're hanging out. I'll, I'll, I'm excited I get to be there. Yep. Uh, and so, yeah, it's gonna be a great time. Well, thank you guys so much. Uh, truly a uh, pleasure. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Christ Covenant.
0: Once again, thank you for listening to the Sermon Talkback podcast. If you have any other questions after listening, or if there's anything else you'd like to discuss with one of our pastors, please don't hesitate to engage our text-to-pastor line at 404-465-1737. And once again, if you'd like to find more resources from our church like this one, please visit christcovenant.com forward slash resources. Thank you and have a blessed week.